Welcome to the Ember Podcast. We're so glad that you've joined us today as we gather together to wrestle with the ways that these ancient texts collide with our everyday lives as 21st century people. Using art, music, and the world around us as our guide, we hope to breathe new life into these texts and that our conversations spark as much curiosity and creativity for you as they do for us. Hi, I'm Jeremy Grafe, and I'm one of the leaders at Ember Faith Community. Hi, I'm Allison Spooner, and I'm the pastor at Faith Emmanuel and Hope Presbyterian Churches. Hi, I'm Kelsey Wallace, and I'm a PhD candidate at Drew University. For this season of the Ember Podcast, we're talking about the book of Revelation. Whether you're a Christian or not, we hope you'll join us in exploring how the apocalyptic poetry in the book of Revelation challenges power structures, helps us to look at the way we use power, and invites us to resist oppression. This is especially relevant for Christians who are called to witness to God's grace, but we hope the Ember Podcast can help spark meaningful conversations for people who have other beliefs as well. Thanks for tuning in. A great portent appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. She was pregnant and was crying out in birth pangs, in the agony of giving birth. Then another portent appeared in heaven, a great red dragon with seven heads and ten horns, and seven diadems on his heads. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. Then the dragon stood before the woman, who was about to bear a child, so that he might devour her child as soon as it was born. And she gave birth to a son, a male child, who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. But her child was snatched away and taken to God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness, where she has a place prepared by God, so that there she can be nourished. In this week's episode, we'd like to start off the conversation about Revelation 12 with a reflection on the woman clothed in the sun by Dr. Derek McQueen. He teaches New Testament at Fordham University, is Associate Director of the Center for African American Religion, Sexual Politics, and Social Justice at Columbia University, and is serving as pastor for St. James Presbyterian Church in Harlem, New York. One of the things I love about the Queen of Heaven, as she is named in many different sources in Revelation 12, is that she gives birth to the Savior of humanity. But what's important about that text is that the moment she gives birth to humanity, that the child is whisked away and she is set to a place, sent to a place to which has been appointed for her for, from the beginning of time. However, it, that's when the actual beast goes after her and tracks her down and follows her all the way through this journey. And actually what ends up happening is that the beast spews forth this, 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 this liquid from its mouth that tries to soil the woman and soil the mother of heaven so that even her child and the progeny of her children will no longer be holy mm-hmm. and that the savior of heaven will have, um, will have a tainted mother. But yet earth, Naya, the feminine character of Earth Naya in this sisterhood of women in the cosmos opens herself up to accept whatever it is that the beast is sort of spewing forth so that the woman can go forth to an appointed time. But Gaia, the Earth, when she takes that in, she's not destroyed by it. 
So she comes to the aid of her sister, and it's a very wonderful way of thinking about how women come to one another's aid and how there's a feminine energy that actually saves the earth and saves the mother of humanity. Because when we read about the book of Revelation and we talk about a new beginning and a new heaven and a new earth, if we read more carefully, we find out that it's only a third of the earth that's destroyed. Only a third of not, of, of um, Gaia is destroyed, not all of Gaia, so that this this new beginning is actually a new birth and a regeneration rather than a complete destruction. Mm -hmm. And part of that has been the absorption of taking what the beast has spewn forth and not allowing it to soil the earth. One of the things that Dr. McQueen brought out pretty strongly is that there's some pretty powerful female imagery in this section, um, in this chapter of Revelation. And I wanted to call attention to a couple things. Um, and the first is that this is kind of one of those biblical tropes. Like, you get three kinds of women generally in the Bible. You get the virgin, the mother, and the whore. And you could extrapolate that to any pop culture kind of situation as well. You tend to get that in movies, books, film, video games, like what have you. Um, and so here we get the kind of virgin mother rolled into one kind of move. Like, you don't really hear about a father you have this woman who's you know described as like clothed with the sun and standing on the moon and giving birth to the son of human like the son of uh what is it called the savior of the nations and um it kind of fits really cleanly in some ways into that trope especially given the fact that we have a mother here and a few chapters later we're going to get the whore and there's kind of no middle ground a lot of times like even in the gospels um in, in some of the Old Testament texts as well. And it's not to say that there aren't powerful women and there isn't ways that these texts don't push back against those tropes, but they're always the starting point. Um, and there, there's ways in which the kind of you can read the text against itself and realize the ways that these women are pushing against kind of the trope itself, whether the authors intended it to be that way or not, which I'm good, I would argue most of the time they do not intend them to be that way. But there's there's a glimmer and there's a bit of hope in there that maybe women aren't just mothers, virgins, and whores. Yeah, I like your point about about whether or not the authors intend to portray women as breaking those three molds that uh, women tend to be put in. To me, that's, that's the Holy Spirit um, witnessing despite, um, despite our own human... Um, ways of putting people into our predefined categories um i love how i, I love this woman <laughs> she's <laughs> one of my f favorite characters in the bible in total not just in revelation but some of the w ways that she breaks that virgin mother trope um is inspiring to me there's she is as you described pretty pretty one-to-one -one with that idea but she's also surprising and she's awesome she gives birth and immediately is whisked away and then fights a dragon and um and eventually is is in a place uh where she's provided with what she needs in order to um, continue doing what she's doing there's god's provision is apparent in her life um which is powerful yeah, and she's definitely not the only kind of woman that starts out being described kind of in the normal way of like, 
oh she's pregnant she's a woman like oh perfect role here you go like this is what you're made for (laughs) and then turns out being this like crazy warrior woman like judith and holofernes comes to mind even um like tamar rahab like a lot of those women that you hear their names and they've been incredibly victimized there's ways in which they all to some extent push against the trope but it's really easy to cover up those things in the grand scheme of the way that those women are generally talked about the way their stories are generally exegetically treated um it's more about kind of of acknowledging their victimhood which i think is important given the violence enacted against them and that's no different here but there's a way in which she and like earth as a woman as like mother earth kind of come together and overturn some like great evil (laughs) yeah i i liked how dr mcqueen talked about that um about the sisterhood aspect of that yeah Uh, that was awesome (laughs) so this week we'd like to invite you to look at these stories in the bible maybe with new eyes maybe recognize that perhaps a figure that we saw of as more or less victimized also carries with her some resistance. So maybe there is another way to recognize some of these characters as something other than virgin or mother or whore. And we can recognize the ways that maybe symbolically these tropes are helpful, but also recognize that there's more, not only to our scriptural record and canon as it exists, but even in our own lives. As we work through this text, we want to make sure that we are also in conversation with you, our listeners. So we invite you to reach out to us with questions, comments, and we'll be addressing these as we go on in subsequent podcasts. You can send your questions to emberfaithcommunity at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you. The Ember Podcast is a production of Ember Faith Community. Your hosts are Jeremy Grafe. Allison Spooner, and Kelsey Wallace. Music written and performed by Subaltern Project. All rights reserved, 2017.